This is the day the Lord has made. Welcome again to 5-Minute Devotions. My name is Jeff Kester. Today we're going to continue our walk through 1 Corinthians 5, and we're going to hit a little bit of a touchy topic. So if you have the younger ones, you might want to skip this particular chapter. Uh, it deals with some particular sins that they might not want to hear so much. Uh, so if you'd like to skip it or listen to before uh, you let them listen, that would probably be a good idea. Or maybe just have them listen to the commentary after. Uh, so at your discretion, I am giving you the warning. But this is uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Uh, and as always, it's from the New Living Translation. I can hardly believe the report about sexual immorality going on among you, something that even pagans don't do. I'm told that a man in your church is living in sin with his stepmother. You are so proud of yourselves, but you should be mourning in sorrow and shame, and you should remove this man from your fellowship. Even though I'm not with you in person, I'm with you in spirit. And as though I were there, I have already passed judgment on this man in the name of the Lord Jesus. You must call a meeting of the church. I will be present with you in spirit, and so will the power of our Lord Jesus. Then you must throw this man out and hand him over to Satan, so that his sinful nature will be destroyed, and he himself will be saved on the day the Lord returns. Your boasting about this is terrible. Don't you realize that this sin is like the, a little yeast that spreads through the whole batch of dough? Get rid of the old yeast by removing this wicked person from among you. Then you will be like a fresh batch of dough made without yeast, which is what you really are. Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed for us. So let us celebrate the festival, not with the old bread of wickedness and evil, but with the new bread of sincerity and truth. When I wrote to you before, I told you not to associate with people who indulge in sexual sin, but I wasn't talking about unbelievers who indulge in sexual sin, or are greedy, or cheat people, or worship idols. You would have to leave this world to avoid people like that. I meant that you're not to associate with anyone who claims to be a believer, yet indulges in sexual sin, or is greedy, or worships idols, or is abusive, or is a drunkard, or cheats people. Don't even eat with such people. It isn't my responsibility to judge outsiders, but it certainly is your responsibility to judge those inside the church who are sinning. God will judge those on the outside, but as the scriptures say, you must remove the evil person from among you. Now, this is a really tough chapter to swallow, but really it kind of boils down to two things. If you're a Christian, and obviously we all sin, if we're a Christian we sin and we say, hey, look, you know what? I'm a sinner. I apologize. I am thank God for grace. And I'm going to try by the grace of God to not do this sin again, whatever it may be. But it's something that I constantly struggle with, and, and God, please just forgive me. There's that thought. And there's the other thought of the people in Corinth who are going through this says, you know what, it doesn't matter, whatever I do, because God's going to forgive me at the end of the day, so let's live it up and do whatever we want, because God's going to forgive us no matter what we do. Woo! And that's really not the way we should be living. Obviously, we're all going to sin. That's a given. No person can say that they're perfect and have lived a perfect life. The only one that can say that is Jesus. But at the end of the day, when we sin, and we could be constantly struggling with something, and if that's the case, we have to come to God on bended knee 
head down, bowed, sorrowful for what we've done and say, God, I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with that thing. I'm struggling with this thing. Whatever it may be, God, please help me. Help me be better. You see, the people in Corinth weren't like that. They didn't come with a repentant heart to God. They basically were saying, you know what? It doesn't matter what we do. God's going to forgive us anyway, so let's just do whatever we want. And and shout it from the rooftop. Hey, do whatever you want. God's going to forgive you. That's not how we should be living. How God wants us to live is he wants us to strive to be our best. And when we fail, it's okay because God's grace is there. But we need to come with that repentant heart. God sent his one and only son, Jesus, to this world to die for our sins. And it's because of his grace that we can see forgiveness. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I know this was a really tough topic to tackle on this Wednesday morning. But God, at the end of the day, we're reassured that no matter what happens in our lives, God, you are there with grace and love and so much mercy for us. God, we sin so often. God, if there are those that are listening to this that struggle with the same sin, Day in and day out, I pray that you would um, help those people break habits, bad habits, God, and instill in them good habits. Good habits where instead of falling into the same sins over and over, they're seeking you day in and day out. And they're seeking your will and your ways. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Remember, you're a love child of God no matter what. And how are you going to echo Christ today? We'll see you tomorrow.